This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you. Additional terms and conditions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. This fall, more than ever, we're looking to pack our fridge with ingredients that give us maximum flexibility when feeding our families. And the number one ingredient on our shopping list always? Cheese! (laughs) Cabot Creamery has been a longtime favorite of ours for making award-winning cheeses available at conventional supermarkets and at regular supermarket prices. From shredded cheeses to make everything from homemade pizza to enchiladas to snack sticks and cracker cuts for packed lunches and -and grab-and-go snacking, Cabot always has a cheese that makes it easy. And the cherry on top, or should I say the melted cheese on top? Mm. (laughs) Cabot is a farm family-owned co-op that gives back 100% of their profits to the farmers that produce their fantastic cheeses and is a certified B Corporation dedicated to sustainability. Check out this week's show notes for our favorite Cabot cheeses and visit cabotcheese.coop. That's cabotcheese.coop to learn more about Cabot Creamery and find a retailer near you. There are so many shortcuts that you can take to like ease the pressure that we're all feeling right now to not only feed our families, but also like make sure that they're getting an education and that none of us are losing our minds in the process. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. This week's episode is all about make-ahead lunches. Make-ahead lunches like prep and ready to go lunches big batch lunches big batch prep lunches (sighs) lunches the kids can finish themselves kind of hard okay let's talk about the problem we're trying to solve yes i love to talk about a problem let's do it (laughs) that was your scorpio energy coming through it sure was okay so here's the problem we're trying to solve some people are packing lunches to send their kids to school. Other people are prepping lunches so that it's easy to take a break 
from either homeschooling or remote schooling at home. And some people have older kids and it's like, feed your damn selves. Like you're home (laughs) in my space while I'm trying to get my shiz done here. Like I'm giving you a little bit of a head start, but like, you know, you're going to have a lunch break as part of your remote schooling or homeschooling. And you need to like own feeding yourself reasonably. Also of feeding yourself, the other reason to make big batch or big head lunches is so we as parents can also feed ourselves. Anyone else guilty of like skipping lunch, but because you're just too busy? I think that's a really great point because you know what's so interesting is that I, for years, have packed school lunches and documented them on Instagram for One Hungry Mama, when I had a YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. Like that's been part of my work. And it, I think I even said this in one of our original episodes, like episode one or two going way back to when we spoke with Catherine McCord. She said the same thing as someone who packs lunches all the time and has made it a part of her business that, you know, when you get in a groove and you're set up and you're going to take a photo every day and you want it to look fresh, you don't necessarily prep lunches ahead or pack them the night before. Like I would wake up every day pack lunch, get them off to school. And that just worked for me because I could pack them quickly enough. But I always used to say to myself, (laughs) I should just pack my own lunch too or prep my own lunch right now also. Never did. My work day, I'd break for lunch and I'd be like, oh, (laughs) there's nothing for me to eat. And then I'd eat like a cheese stick and almond thins and not really take care of myself. And then you know, 3.30 would roll around, they'd come home, they'd eat snacks, their after-school snacks, and I'd be starving. And then I'd start getting like real sloppy and eating like snacks and not feeling nourished and my energy would dip, etc. So this is the one silver lining <laughs> to remote schooling is that I really, my time is going to already be so split up and interrupted by having the boys home all day and me really probably needing to support Oliver through a part of his day, that lunch, if they can deal with that themselves, like that's a good 45 minutes of work that I can squeeze in. So I don't want to be helping them with lunch and I don't want to be like in the kitchen prepping because then it's going to feel like, oh my God, here I am four or five hours later prepping dinner. Like I'm never out of the kitchen. I'm feeding people all day. Yes. So prepping it all. And then I have a quick lunch too, that I can do while I work. Yes. And I don't know, you probably don't know the boys schedules yet, but we just started back to school this week and my kindergartner and my third grader have slightly different, but kind of overlapping lunch breaks. So if I were to be like making individual lunches for everyone, including myself, I would literally be in the kitchen for two hours in the middle of the day to like feed everyone on their schedule. I'm not doing that. That's I don't have annoying. time to No. <laughs> okay. No. So. I didn't even think about the fact that the boys' lunch breaks might not be coordinated. Well, now you're going to have this whole episode of Didn't I Just Feed You, your favorite podcast, to give you ideas. <laughs> you know what's funny? Lunches. What? I have literally, like, we've been in a groove. Like, we're feeding off of each other. We're throwing out ideas. I'm like, that was a great episode. That was so helpful. Like, Yeah. And then I'll come up against the same problem that we tried to solve in some past episode. And I'll be like, I don't know what to do. Just like 
every other busy working parent <laughs> who like <laughs> gets in the moment and is flummoxed. And then I'll have to go back and actually look at our show notes or listen to a past episode and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I actually do have so many good ideas. <laughs> And I really can do this. So you're right. I'm going to, we're going to like record all these great ideas right now. And then in a couple of weeks when school finally starts, I'm going to be like, oh my God, give me that episode. Yes. So I'm glad we could be here for you, Stacey. It's the whole reason we made this podcast. I could be here for myself too. And it's always nice to have you as well, Megan. I'm very thankful for Didn't I Just Feed You. All right, let's dig in. What are you thinking for make ahead, prep ahead, prepped ahead school lunches? Yes. So we talked about this and we actually shared our, a recipe for a panini in our back to schooling catch up a couple of weeks ago. So I have been like leaning really heavily into prepping sandwiches ahead of time. Also cold, just cold cut sandwiches that can be like just pulled from the fridge and eaten, but also making paninis so like my husband can turn on the panini press and warm up paninis for the kids like as they're on their slightly different breaks. I've also, and this is sort of like in the big batch realm, I've also been making myself like bean salads, green salads, panzanellas that I can portion out and take with me to my office space. Oh, I had the best packed lunch this week where I made like those little like kind of Starbucks inspired protein packs with the Cabot um, sliced sharp cheddar, like the crackers. What do they call them? Cracker cuts and then salami and like walnuts and dried fruit or like cut up veg- veggies and like a couple crackers on the side. And it's been the best like for me, grab and go before I bike down to my office in the morning lunch, which all of those are kind of like basic lunch ideas, but they require just like you packing them ahead and having like a little bit of strategy. So like for the protein packs, I pack my crackers separately from my little bento box of like fresh veggies for the sandwiches that I'm prepping ahead for my husband and my kids. Like I'm either not dressing them or like going very light on the dressing. So like less mayo and mustard so they don't get soggy in between like Sunday prep and them eating them on Monday or Tuesday. I've also found with the paninis that if I really tightly wrap them in plastic wrap, which I know is like a little bit wasteful, but here we are. We're living through a pandemic where we're trying to school our kids at home and I'm going to sacrifice a little plastic in this Here instance. we are. <laughs> like for real, here we are. But pressing the sandwiches with plastic wrap before, like, so as their storage, so that then they're kind of like mushed, not really mushed, but like pressed together before they go on the panini press also makes them much easier for pressing. So it's like an added bonus. And then... The Big Batch Salads, man, we could just do a whole episode, I feel like, about, like, green salads, bean salads. We've talked about them a bunch in the Summer Side episode, in the What We're Eating Now. I think we've each, different in different seasons, been like, I'm making this green salad or this bean salad. The best thing about them is they actually, like, taste better when you make them ahead. And then they're easy to portion into individual containers and just, like, take with you. And you, like, it just eat it so easily. I feel like I need more ideas. I should make a batch of your ham and cheese muffins that you made. I think you shared it in a newsletter recently, right? Yes, totally. What about you? What are you thinking about for make-ahead lunches? Or what are some of your favorites? So I'm very excited that you brought up that protein pack idea because I think that's genius. And one of my tips was going to be to cut cheese into cubes or slices ahead of time. Like if you get a big block 
And I'm so glad that you mentioned Cabot and their cracker cuts because that means it is already done for you or for the kids that they're feeding themselves. But yeah, years ago now, I actually went back to my old YouTube channel to pull up some of my ideas from the past because I was so smart once a time, once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like, it was called a cheese plate school lunch. Okay. And it was the same basic idea where it was crackers, it was cut up cheese, it was slices of baguette or crackers. Um, so I think that's great. And you know, you know what I add to that, right? A lovely hard boiled egg. Yes. Always a hard boiled egg. So I think that's really great. And I do think, you know, we were joking about the plastic wrap and like, here we are, but in all seriousness, like really here we are. And I think that, um, (laughs) we've talked about parenthood going like, this is the season of parenthood I'm in in a very personal way. But I think right now, like cosmically, like all of us are in a season where I really believe parents need to be kind to each other and to themselves. Yes. And, you know, if buying some pre-cut cheese is going to help ease your mind, it's okay. Like it's either temporary or you'll get hooked like I did because I love those cracker cuts. Like mom, They really know, are pepper jack. Oh my god, life-saving, right? Like the kids can go into the drawer themselves and pull back the plastic and help themselves to cheese and crackers that way. It's I mean, amazing. It's, sometimes it makes the difference between them choosing that versus, you know, a bar Cookies. that has a lot more sugar. <laughs> I'm serious. You're, so you're I'm the mom who's like has the bars at the ready. I like am the mom who there's too many cookies in the house. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Instead of cheese and fruit, you can have cookies <laughs> for your afternoon snack. I won't regret that in an hour. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, do what is convenient. I think a lot of us have a lot on our plate right now. Yes. Thank so, you for that. You know, be kind slip. to yourself. Okay, so we have talked about puff pastry before. Something that I plan on trying is that I used to make these pepperoni pizza sticks or even like broccoli and cheddar quote unquote hot pockets. But basically you can take puff pastry, you can score it and shape it any way you want, and then you prep it with whatever fillings. So shredded mozz and some pepperoni, a little like tomato sauce marinara from a jar, or chopped up leftover broccoli or steam it in the microwave to go really quick. And then chop it up with some great like shredded cheddar. Close it up however you want, whether like you're twisting it into sticks or you're making it like a little like hand pie. And then either freeze it or keep it in the fridge if you make a small enough batch. And then your kids can just pop it in the oven if you have older kids. Or you can. It's like the panini thing, right? Yes. Also, you can cook those hot pocket kind of pocket hand pies, whatever you want to call them, in your air fryer or a toaster oven. If you don't want your kids to heat up the big oven... That's an easy and like slightly safer way for younger kids, more accessible maybe is the word, way to heat those up for lunch. I love, I actually have puff pastry in my fridge right now and I'm totally stealing that idea. 
Yeah, I think it's, I'm hopeful that it's going to be like a great way. It's kind of just a riff on the panini, right? And like on a pre-made sandwich, but it feels like you're changing things up a little bit. In addition to bean salads, I think that our bowl meals episode is a really great reference for other things that you can layer in a single bowl. And also it can help you put on kind of fresh eyes when you make a meal, you find yourself with leftovers and then you can either prep the bowls ahead and like Tupperware, individual Tupperware, or you can say to the kids like, hey, there's some leftover like taco seasoned beef and rice. Tomorrow you can just put those on top and, you know, grab that shredded cheddar and some salsa like that can be your lunch, whether you write it on a board or you tell them and expect them to remember, which, ha, um, <laughs> Muffins, I think that those, I think savory muffins, I used to think that they sounded really weird. They're so underrated. Why, why are people hating on savory so muffins? So glad you went there with me. The muffins are so great, especially if you just like chop up some veggies. That can be a complete lunch, like an apple, some carrots and peppers, and that a ham and cheese muffin. Like that is a great lunch for kids and for grownups. Totally agree. What else? You know, my kids really just love toasts. So something that I think I'll be doing too, did I mention this already in our back to school catch up from a couple of weeks ago, is that instead of just buying regular sandwich bread, which is just like the most convenient, easiest thing that I would use most when I was packing their lunches, is actually getting like nice bread, like from the bakery. You know, the thing is that it tends to go stale. And I, for whatever reason, during quarantine, like, duh, realized like half the baguette and then put one half in the freezer and use one half over the course of two days. And then when you're ready, you can pop it from the freezer into the oven and you have fresh, delicious bread. Like I would get the whole baguette and I feel like all this pressure to eat it all in like a day or two. (laughs) Like it's going to go stale. I don't want to waste it. So we've gotten into the habit of having like really yummy, crusty, like sourdoughs and baguette around the house. And I've noticed that the boys really like that. Um, And it's a really nice way, I think, to make things like a salad or a bean salad feel a little bit heftier. So, you know, having good crusty bread around, whether you make it yourself or you get it at the bakery or at the supermarket bakery, they often have those par-baked loaves that are really nice and convenient. And having some like sauces and spreads. I think that's another great episode to listen to. Like if you have a little pesto, you have some cheeses around, you know, these things that you can like treat as like just picking on, but instead of just grabbing (laughs) string cheese and nut thins, which is what I would do. It's like, oh, I can actually put together like a quick spinach salad or have a little bread with pesto and mozzarella. And it just feels a little more nourishing, a little heftier, a little bit more satisfying without taking up a whole lot of time. I love that. I think we have a whole episode about feeding ourselves first. And I think that that's one of the major components of it is like just being a little bit intentional so that like when you come to lunch, you feel like you're actually enjoying something rather than having it be super piecemeal. I want us to take a quick break so we can hear from our friends at KiwiCo and Bada Bean Bada Boom, which those are great to have to put on your your salads and sandwiches, go along with your sandwiches too. When we come back, I want to talk about strategy, like how you set up your fridge. Oh, that's a good idea. 
Back to school season may be upon us, but this year looks different for most families. While we sort out what schooling will look like, one thing is clear. Kids will need as many fun, self-directed projects for home as possible. And parents need that too. Whether your kids will be home all day or getting home earlier than usual because of changes in after-school programming, we know that parents will continue to need lots of breaks built into their day so that we can show up with our full attention when our kids need us around. That's why we're so excited to keep the projects from our sponsor, KiwiCo, coming even as the school year begins. We get a break, the kids stay engaged. KiwiCo makes super cool hands-on art and science projects that kids can do from home. Each KiwiCo box is delivered monthly and comes with all the supplies needed for that month's projects. Detailed, kid-friendly projects and a cool magazine filled with content to learn more about the crates theme. And the best part is that KiwiCo crates are not just for really young kids. They offer thoughtful, engaging projects for everyone from toddlers to teens. Grown-ups may even want to get in on some of the fun. With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, blast off a bottle rocket, explore colorful, kid-friendly chemistry, and more, all from the comfort of home. Everything you need to make art and science, and maybe even homeschooling, seriously fun, delivered to your doorstep. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash didn't I just feed you. Y'all, whether your kids are in homeschool, remote school, returning to a classroom or a hybrid, there's something universal for all of us. Back to school means back to endless snacking. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. I mean, listen, we know that kids snack constantly all year round, but back to school season has a shifting from easy summer fruits and popsicles to packable snacks that work grab and go, whether the kids are grabbing and going from the kitchen to their workspace, from the kitchen to the backyard, or maybe they're going back to their school building. Also, despite this being the strangest back to school season ever, we love that back to school always gives us an opportunity for a reset including finding new snack options. I love new snacks. And our latest favorite find is Bada Bean Bada Boom, a super crunchy vegan gluten and soy-free snack made of roasted broad beans. It comes in 13 delicious flavors, including buffalo wing, everything bagel, nacho cheese, my personal favorite, sweet cinnamon, and Megan's favorite, Zesty Ranch. Honestly, my kids cannot believe that these tasty snacks are made of beans. And I can't believe that a snack this delicious has 7 grams of protein and 5 grams of fiber per serving. All with a crunch that rivals potato chips. Seriously, listen for yourselves. Bada Bean Bada Boom is perfect packed in a lunchbox for kids or stashed in your home office snack drawer or gym bag. Or really, anywhere else you might need to grab a delicious high-protein snack. Go to badabeansnacks.com backslash didn't I just feed you to get 25% off your order. That's B-A-D-A-B-E-A-N-S-N-A-C-K-S dot com slash didn't I just feed you for 25% off at checkout. Healthy snacking has never been simpler. I love the idea of putting bada bean bada boom on salads. So good. Can we just talk for a second? Is Zesty Ranch your favorite? I don't know. I know we say it is, and I know you love it. But now that you've gotten to try all of them, is it your like favorite favorite? Okay. The nacho cheese one legit tastes like Doritos, like in the best way. Super crunchy, super cheesy. For salad topping, which I have done, or like I've thrown them into some of those grain salads, like right before I eat them. So you get like a super crunchy component. 
almost like the experience of like when you have pita chips or something in a fatouche where it's like lots of texture. Um, the salt, like sea salt ones and the garlic and onion are the two, are my two favorite flavors for that strategy. I love that. What about that. you? Do you have a favorite? The cinnamon, the sweet cinnamon. Like I could eat those oh, yeah. all day. Yeah. Okay. I forget how much you love the sweet ones. Do I know I do. It, do you just do it as like <laughs> a sweet snack? I'm like tempted to put it on top, put those on top of ice cream or like on top of yogurt. Yes. You should do that. Oh, you know what I was thinking of doing? So this actually relates to prepping ahead for okay. lunches. Oliver loves sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. So I would often more for like a quick dinner, but now I'm finding that it's really great for lunch. And every once in a while, I used to pack it in his lunchbox, just roast like six sweet potatoes at the beginning of the week or at some point when I'm like prepping a dinner and I just have them on hand and he just literally like will slice them and put cinnamon and eat it. Or you can just take one and mash it really quick with a little melted butter. But I've been thinking about putting, okay, a slice of roasted sweet potato on toast. And then because it's soft, you can spread it. And then crumbling the sweet cinnamon bada bean on top. Oh my gosh. So you get a little carb from the bread, you get veg, and you get the like fiber goodness from those beans. And it's like, mmm, like cinnamon toast crunchy yumminess. Oh my gosh. I want that right now. It's time for lunch. Hungry. Okay. (laughs) Um, We want to talk about strategies, but very quickly before that, we talked about make-ahead muffins. We have to talk about corn dog bites or our air fryer corn dogs because those are really, (laughs) really great options too. So well. Yeah. And because they have that like um, crunchy tortilla chip coating, they stay crispy through like refrigerating and reheating. You don't even, you can like fully make them, fully prep them ahead and then just reheat to serve. Yeah. And the baked corn dog bites, which is a recipe from my first cookbook is also great because you can make a big batch and then either freeze them or keep them in the fridge and just heat them up either in the microwave or in the oven. And related to that, we mentioned um, puff pastry, but we didn't talk about pizza dough. Mm, we did so, not. So like I used to make these like pesto um, pizza pinwheels for Oliver. And that's another great thing that you can make ahead of time. But like, it's the same idea as the puff pastry, just like stretch out your pizza dough, whether you want to make like a pocket, like calzone style, or you want to do a pinwheel, just like put in the filling, prep it up. You can even par bake it, or you can just freeze it and then pop it in the oven. But I love the idea of using pizza dough also to like create a pocket of goodness. Also stromboli, which is more like a pizza, a large form pizza roll. That's a really fast and easy way to make that sort of like stuffed pocket thing and make a big batch at once without having to individually shape them. And then you just slice off what you want to reheat every day. Or you could do individual slices and wrap them and prep them for the fridge or for the freezer. And, you know, actually, now that we're talking about pizza so much, (laughs) (laughs) if you have older kids or if this is just like very quick and easy for you to make English muffin pizzas, (laughs) it's like my kids love that. I think that part of it is a little bit like your sprinkles thing where you just put sprinkles on something and like make it a little bit more fun. Like this is hard. It's hard to have the kids home for school and to be making lunch and dinner. So any little things you can do to just make it feel a little bit more fun, to make it feel like 
lunch is a little respite in this like remote or homeschooling day. <laughs> yeah. Um seriously, without it being extra work. So where am I headed? Mini pepperonis. That's where I'm headed. Yes. Like put sprinkles on it if it's peanut butter. <laughs> like put little mini pepperoni and pretty much anything, like little English muffin pizzas. Like it doesn't get easier. It has some cheese, it has some carb, mini pepperoni just make things cute and fun. And like, call it a day. I also think if you're not afraid to do the pieces of plastic wrap, you can prep English muffin pizzas in advance, wrap them up, and then your kids can unwrap them and stick them in the toaster oven or whatever. Like even like, I think even Ella, who's eight, can totally pull that off. Totally. It's really freaking easy. (laughs) And actually, they're really kind of good. I'm kind of obsessed with English muffins. I actually really love an English muffin pizza. Me too. No shame in my game. Bizarrely satisfying. Yeah, right? Yeah. We recently tried the Dave's Killer Bread, their new English muffins, and they're so, so good. And they kind of make perfect English muffin pizza because they get really crispy in the the oven on the outside, and then they're, like, tender on the inside. Shout out to Dave's because I love them. Not sponsored, unless they want to sponsor. Give us a call. (laughs) In which case, (laughs) in the future. Okay. Okay. Let's talk strategies. Yes, because here's what's happening for me. I need to prep stuff for lunches for myself and for kids for like three days a week where I'm working in my office and I kind of need to do it on Sunday. So I've been doing like one recipe that's for the kids and one recipe that's for myself so I don't get overwhelmed with hours of meal prep. And then I am like individually portioning my salads. So in the mornings I can just like grab and go. But for Brian and for the kids, I've been um, like taking a larger sort of like Tupperware container storage bin and putting the lunch stuff in there. So that might include like cut up veggies. It might be the panini sandwiches. Some weeks it's been like, here's the, here are the Cabot cracker cuts and here are, here's a package of salami. And then here's like this fruit that needs to be eaten up. But basically like having it all in one space so that he knows like to reach for it. Again, it's that thing of like, you can write it on the whiteboard and you can say it's in the fridge right here 27 times and husbands, children, partners, whoever you might live with can still not hear you or not see the whiteboard. So (laughs) putting it in the bin that like, this is the lunch bin has been hugely helpful for us. That's Um, so smart. What about you guys? I know you're not quite to school starting yet, but I know you've done some like version of this for snacks and stuff. So your, your boys can help themselves. What works well for you guys? So here's what I will tell you that I know. I know that I'm going to need to do whatever it is that needs to get done in time that is already allotted for the kitchen. I cannot yes. add. Yes. I cannot add more time. Like, okay. Period. I just love so, that. It's so, so real. Who, yeah, I'm tired so, of living in my kitchen too. I think it's like, I'm sure that people hear some of these ideas, like make pesto pizza rolls. Screw you guys. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Fine. But really, like some of these ideas are about like learning how to strategize your time when you're already in the kitchen. And if you can't do that easily, yeah, like screw that idea. That's fine. Like move on. (laughs) No hard feelings because I get it. Like I'm in the same place. So I'm a fairly good multitasker. I know that everybody else isn't, but 
prepping things like hard-boiled eggs, slicing cubing cheese. What else? If you want to make anything like hummus from scratch, we talked about dressings and sauces, you know, prepping the puff pastry thing, roasting sweet potatoes, all of that. I'm going to, when I make my meal plan, just kind of like add one extra little thing three times a week, like depending on my schedule and what I'm making for dinner. And this reminds me of talking about meal prep as self-care with Tracy Benjamin way back at the beginning of Didn't I Just Feed You? Because this was a strategy that we talked about then where she was like, no, I'm not spending all day Sunday in my kitchen meal prepping. I'm just kind of meal prepping as I go. And then it eventually, you know, it accumulates like you cook along the way, but it accumulates. Another great reference for this kind of work is The Art of Intentional Leftovers with David Tamarkin. So I really focused on building those skills where I can be making dinner for the night and also doing one other little thing that will help my future self. And I think that that's the strategy I'm really going to have to employ here. You know, I think that will probably help me make two or three more quote unquote creative lunches for the week. And then the rest of the lunches will be like hummus toast or just like a hard boiled egg and some cracker cuts or, you know, something much more basic. But I think that's okay. Like a day that it's just going to be like peanut butter on toast, like maybe in the morning setting out the sprinkles and being like, guess what? Like today you make your peanut butter toast, but then you can put as many <laughs> sprinkles on your peanut butter toast as you want. Oliver is you like, just it's also the whole have to bottle, eat. mom. It's the whole yes, bottle. Yes, <laughs> fine. Yes, you know him because you and him are like, you guys are compadres yeah, in this, right? for sure. Yeah, yes. like your kindred spirits in this. But, um, you know, as long as you eat a piece of fruit and some, you know, vegetables, whatever, go to town. The other thing I will say is I remember this from remote schooling in the spring in the morning while making breakfast or while Mike is prepping breakfast, whatever it's going to work out to be just taking an extra five minutes while I'm already there sipping my coffee and cut up some cucumbers, some red pepper, take out the baby carrot sticks and putting it all on a board on a plate, like out on the counter from the start of the day. So even if it's like eight o'clock and lunch is at 12 or one, vegetables can sit out that long, you know, whatever it works. Cause when it's there, the kids will snack on it. And actually so will I. And then I don't feel like there's all this pressure on lunch. Like if they've been nibbling on a red pepper and some cucumber, you know, all late morning, and then at lunch, all they have the energy to do is smear peanut butter on a piece of toast and eat it with a ton of sprinkles, like knock yourself out. And it's, I really put hardly any work into that. And I feel like in the net, it's balanced and it's working. Yes. I love that idea. Can I give one more permission slip before we end the episode? Oh, yes. Okay. So we like to acknowledge regularly that we are culinary professionals. Incorporating meal prep into our lives probably is easier for us, more intuitive. We also have taught, like I have a whole day every week where I'm in the kitchen testing recipes. So like I can incorporate meal prep into a lot of that. Like Cece said earlier in the episode, like if if buying like the pre-cut 
cabbage cheese makes your making lunch easier, now is the time to do it. And I just want to extend that permission slip to all other kinds of make-ahead lunches. Do you have a deli that you love to go to and they have like the best bean salad and you can buy a quart of bean salad to start the week and that can be a component of lunches? Please, please do that. Store-bought pesto to make those pesto pinwheels? Absolutely. We love that as a shortcut. Preach it. And also, there's a great thread in the listeners group right now trying to help this mom who she has to travel and she's leaving her husband to cook and bless his heart. He is not the family cook. And so everyone dropped these ideas of freezer, easy, easy freezer meals that her husband can cook for dinners. But you guys, that can totally be lunch stuff. Like buy steaming bag veggies that you know your kids really like, even if it's like broccoli with the cheese sauce. There's This is the season for that. And nuke that for lunch and have like crusty bread on the side. There are so many shortcuts that you can take to like ease the pressure that we're all feeling right now to not only feed our families, but also like make sure that they're getting an education and that none of us are losing our minds in the process and feel like safe. Totally. And I just want to add to that too, that see lunch as part of your whole day. So if you, for whatever reason, because we're in a bizarre time and behavior work, (laughs) Find that like you thought you had lunch, you know, on lockdown one day, but actually you find yourself in the kitchen for an hour and a half juggling, making sandwiches for two kids who are taking lunch at different times or order dinner if you can, or throw a frozen pizza on the grill, like our new favorite trick because of Megan, (laughs) like see your whole day and then see your whole week in the net net. Your family is going to be fine. You just need to get them fed. And we want you to do it without completely losing your mind. Yes. What do we say? We say stay sane and well fed until next stay week. Stay sane. And, oh my gosh. It's true. Like it's we just say that on autopilot, but like need- it is as true right now. As it ever tattooed be. on my arm. Stay sane. And then well-fed. Like, that's the most important thing is that you stay sane. Okay. I love it. I cannot think of a better note to end on. I'm sure you guys have a ton of make-ahead lunch ideas, too. So be sure to hop into our listeners group. I also, I'm going to jump in, Stacey, and remind everyone to subscribe to our newsletter. That's where Stacey's ham and cheese muffin went out to everybody. Because we send out a bonus recipe every week. Plus, on Fridays, we share our favorite finds from the week. You can subscribe from a link on didn'tijustfeedyou.com or there's a link through Instagram and on Facebook. Sign up for the newsletter, you guys. Do it. And be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. Surprise, surprise. That listeners group we've mentioned, if you go to Facebook and you're going to follow us there, might as well join the group. You're going to be prompted with a question. The answer is whiskey. Or, you know, tell us your favorite back to schooling cocktail. We know you have one. Oh, also, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You right now, right where you're listening so you don't miss any future episodes. And hey, we really want to hear from you. Give us a call. We use this program called SpeakPipe. You can find it directly on didn'tijustfeedyou.com. You can leave us a voicemail, tell us how much you love us, or ask us a question that you want us to answer on air. Our Music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohn, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. You know what I'm going to say? And we really mean it. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Well, I'm hungry.
Give me food right now. Hey, Oliver. Yup. What's your favorite cheese? Pepper Jack. Oh, no, no, no. Mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella. 